listening to the podcast for learning the language of A Course in Miracles so you can understand the meaning, embody the message, and live the teachings as a way of life. Welcome to episode 43 of this podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Jennifer McSween, creator of this podcast, and the Course in Miracles practice coach for taking those who are studying the course from information to application. This week's episode begins the countdown of the last 10 episodes of the year for this first series of Understanding the Language of A Course in Miracles podcast. When we get to the last episode, I'll let you know what aspect of the course I'll be addressing next year. And again, it will be for the same purpose as this year's, to help you better understand what the course is really saying so you can more effectively apply the teachings to your specific situation. This past uh, year or few months, it's almost, yeah, coming <laughs> to the end of the year. As I said, this past year, my focus was on addressing some of the central workbook lessons, themes, and ideas that are not only important in the course, but that also form the framework of the course's teaching to help you put what you're reading within the right context. So these last 10 episodes will focus on one of the questions in the manual of the teachers. And for those of you who are new to the course or may not be very familiar with the Course in Miracles, the manual for teachers is the smallest of the three books that form the core of the body of work that is A Course in Miracles. And it is written in a question and answer format, summarizing some of the more important themes and principles of the text and focusing on the meaning of what it means to be a teacher of God, which is what the course is teaching us all to become. And by the way, teacher of God or what it means to be a teacher of God will be the topic of next week's episode, just to let you know. But with regards to the manual, uh, Ken, Dr. Ken Wapnick says this about it. He said, although it's, it's dwarfed in size and scope by the text and the workbook, the manual nonetheless remains an essential part of the course's curriculum and mandatory for all serious students. So on this week's topic, I look at question number 10 of the manual, which is, how is judgment relinquished? And I'm going to attempt to bring a clearer understanding of what the course means by relinquishing judgment, because this is often misunderstood to mean that the course is telling us to stop making judgments. And this misunderstanding not only adds to the pain as we try to stop judging and really struggle because we just can't, but it also keeps us from learning the truth about judgment and helping us to literally be able to relinquish judgment as the course wants us to learn. Now, judgment is a very important theme in the course because as it states in the manual, just like other devices by which the world of illusion is maintained, it is totally misunderstood by the world. It is actually confused with wisdom and it substitutes for truth. And since the goal of the course is to help us recognize and realize that the world is an illusion, it is important to the course's goal that we understand what judgment really is, the role it plays in maintaining the illusion, and most importantly, 
how we are to relate to it in and as an illusion. In other words, to learn what to do about judgment. Now, judgment, as the Course talks about it, is not to be confused with observation. Observation is simply noting or stating the fact or form of something that has occurred or that you see or encounter in some way. Judgment is when you make the leap and assume a causal connection between what has occurred or what you see or encounter and some outcome, behavior, or result. Or you make an assumption or an interpretation about something or someone based on your perception and the limited information from what you see or encounter and think that it tells you something that is valid, true, or real about a person or a situation or anything for that matter. Now, this is the way we operate in the world, and largely because we believe the world is real and what we see and experience in different forms have meaning in and of themselves. And therefore, what we see and experience or what we see, experience, and encounter, we think not only gives us information about the different forms, but that that information is complete, it's valid, and it's based on true perception. So we're convinced that operating in this way means you're exercising good judgment. It's a sign of wisdom. It shows that you're a responsible person with a sound mind. You know, you're able to distinguish between right and wrong and good from bad, just from unjust, and what is helpful and what is not. However, we completely overlook the fact that good and bad, right and wrong, just and unjust, and even what is helpful or not, are all relative, subjective, and conditional within the context of the world of form. And by that I mean, what is good judgment for one person may be bad for another. Or the same person may consider the action as showing good judgment relative to one occasion and bad judgment on another. Or given certain conditions, something is helpful and maybe acceptable, but given other conditions, not so much. Now, this approach to judgment in the world is not only a daunting task, right? But as I'm sure you have most likely experienced yourself, it's not fun. And it can be rather painful. And this is why it can be quite tempting to think that because the Course's goal is to lead us to experience peace instead of pain, that it's telling us to just stop judging because all the pain that is caused by or attempts to judge or by judging, they will definitely, that will definitely put an end to it. Just stop the judgment, right? And that doesn't work. So when we see or read question, a question like question number 10 in the manual or something in the course that refers to judgment being relinquished, like question number 10 asks, how is judgment relinquished? We literally expect that we're going to be given a step-by-step how-to formula for relinquishing or letting go of judgment. But contrary to what many students believe, the Course is not saying that we are to stop making judgments, but that we recognize that any judgment we make about anything or anyone in any form is of the ego, and therefore it is false, 
unreal, and it does not stem from true perception. What the Course is telling us, what it wants to teach us, and what we can become willing to learn and practice doing, is to look upon our judgments without taking them seriously. That is, looking at them without guilt and without attempting to justify, rationalize, or defend them in any way. You will only be able to make or to take this approach, though, to judgment when you learn or realize that what the Course is saying about our judging is not that we should not judge, but that we cannot judge. Why? Simply because the type of judgment in which we engage in the world stems from the misperceptions of the ego. As a matter of fact, our engaging in judgment is like oxygen to the ego, keeping the belief in separation, differences, and specialness alive and real. Since this totally blocks our awareness of the truth, we can't possibly exercise any form of valid judgment, period. So what this also does is costs us our peace of mind. And that is the true cause of the pain we experience when we engage in judgment in the world. Judging costs us dearly. We not only lose our peace of mind, but we also lose all sense of our true identity and the oneness that we share with God and with each other. Like I said, it keeps separation alive. So what the Course is teaching us to do about judgment is that we need only to look at it and not force or try to make ourselves stop judging, especially when it still seems so meaningful to us. Simply ask ourselves if it's worth it. Take a good look at what judging is costing you. You know, like allow yourself to feel the, the pain or of the dis-ease or lack of peace or the feelings of betrayal or abandonment, anxiety, attack, whatever it is you're feeling that you are judging or have judged to have been the cause or caused by or what is being caused by the words, behavior, or the actions of another or by something that happened. And whether it happened five minutes ago five years ago, or 55 years ago, realize that the pain you're feeling is not being caused by what was or wasn't said or done or what happened, but rather is being experienced as a result of your thoughts of judgment, the assumptions and interpretations that you're currently making in this present moment about that person, that situation, that occurrence, whatever it is that happened in question. Now, really allow yourself to feel the fullness of the pain or discomfort. As you know, as Ken Wapnick says, he said, milk those painful feelings for all they're worth. Revel in them. Allow yourself to entertain any feelings of, you know, that self-righteous indignation that comes up about your judgments or about the cause or the perpetrator. You know, like, how dare they? Who do they think they are? You know, just feel that your self-righteousness that they're, you know, literally beneath you. How could they do this, <laughs> you know? But always refer back to what the Course is teaching as the true cause of your suffering or whatever it is you're experiencing. Those feelings, those thoughts that you're entertaining in the present moment, that's the true cause. And it says eventually, 
we will become less willing to pay this price for judgment. Especially when you realize that it's neither a sacrifice nor something difficult to give up judgment. What the Course is really saying is that we're not really giving up anything at all because we're incapable of judging in the first place. So that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Understanding the Language of A Course in Miracles podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, please leave me a review on iTunes so that others can hear about it, enjoy it, and find it helpful also. And do subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Have a great week and see you on the podcast next Wednesday.